Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And I'm excited today to have in my studio with me, Mr. Rich Christiansen. Say hello, Rich. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled that you're here. I heard you speak a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you really caught my attention with a few things that we'll talk about on our show today. Folks, Rich is the author of a book called Bootstrap Business, and this is a guide to to business survival, basically, and so many people out there who are uh, just doing their darndest to make it and to be successful in their business. And Rich, you've had an, an opportunity to do a lot of coaching and and um, mentoring of these business owners. You've got a new book coming out, though. I'm really excited about that one. And uh, we'll be plugging that a little bit through the show, but that's called the Zigzag Principle. That it is. And that's coming out soon, hopefully. October the 4th. Oh, can't wait. That's the date that McGraw-Hill's given us this week, at least. That's, so. that's the current date that you're looking toward. And that's excellent. And I don't know when you folks are listening to this podcast, but October 4th, 2011, will be a significant day in this world. <laughs> Well, it's, it's definitely content that needs to get out there, and we're so excited. It's the best that I have mm. to offer. Uh, I, I appreciated you calling yourself a shrink that's helping, and I call <laughs> myself a perfectly good nerd that went bad. Uh, indeed, the concepts that I share, I've learned the hard way. I've now founded or co-founded 32 businesses, 11 ugly failures, but 11 multi-million dollar successes, and these are indeed the concepts that I've used not only in business, but in my personal life, that have made all the difference in the world. So, so I'm, And I'm glad you mentioned that. I want you to share just a little bit about yourself and your experience. You say that you've founded 32 businesses? I have now founded or co-founded 32 businesses. I actually started the first How half... How old are you? Well, uh, you know what? You don't have... The, <laughs> the best introduction that I've ever had is, is uh, I was pulled on the stage and the individual said, this is Rich Christensen. He has been in more knife fights and had more battle oh, scars boy. than anyone I've ever met. He has the body of a 120-year-old man. I don't know. I felt good about the, the body part, <laughs> but the, the reality is, is, is I've been around the block a few times and I have the battle scars to show for it. And, and with any time you have successes, you're also going to have failures. The trick is, is to not let yourself die in the process and to try to fail efficiently. Wow. This is a concept that comes up again and again, especially as I, I visit with entrepreneurs or with those who coach yeah. uh, business owners. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm reading a book by John Maxwell called Failing Forward. Mm-hmm. And it's this concept of, of taking your failures, failures and doing something productive with those. Yeah. So you said ugly failures, but I've heard you talk in very glowing terms about. Oh no, I'm very proud of these my failures. experiences. Yeah, indeed, I'm very proud of mm. my failures. I, I think that that's where the really learning uh, does take place. However, I think a lot yeah. of times in life, 
And also in business, we get in the mindset that we just have to you know, take everything, run down to Vegas, put it on black, spin the wheel, and hope it turns out okay. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't subscribe to that methodology. I think the thing that mm-hmm. I've learned as I've maturated in my life is simply the concept of bounding the risks, not risking what you're not willing to lose, and then mm-hmm. failing efficiently. I still fell. I just fell far more efficiently than I did when I was a younger man. How does one do that, Rich? How does one well, fail efficiently? Here's your first plug for zigzag principle. I think that the, the concepts in zigzag principle are, is how you fail efficiently. Namely, you, mm. you bound right up front. When I go into an endeavor now, it doesn't matter how cool, how amazing, how sexy it is. I say, I will put this much money towards it. I will put this much time towards it. This is the intellectual and relationship capital that I'll put towards it. And then, ready, set, go. Go with everything I have in me for that period of time. Typically, it's three months. If I don't hit the target in three months, I go back. I wipe the dust off of me. I... I Shed a few tears, and then I shake it off, and I say, okay, I, I, I failed on that one, and up on the notch board, uh, that goes that failure. And what's next? And what's next? You know, after yeah. a little bit of lamenting, it's okay to go through the negative <laughs> emotion and feel it and wear it. Uh, people oftentimes say, so it gets easier to fail? No, it doesn't. It still hurts. Oh, it, it still does. And, and I kid you not, there's still a tear mm. shed, typically. I, I'm not an individual that likes to lose very much. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, indeed, you, you still go through the motion and allow yourself a regroup period of time. And uh, mm-hmm. then, then the confidence, faith, hope, and belief restores. And, and, and back into battle you go. You know, if, the, if there were no chance of losing... There would be no meaning to winning. Yeah. Isn't that true? No, I think that that's really true. It's, it, it's what makes it fun and where the real learning actually takes place. Mm-hmm. I see so many people that are so frozen and so gridlocked with the concept and thought of failure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an a, a amazing thing, I actually spent the first half of my career in the corporate world. I was a perfectly mm-hmm. good corporate executive, went bad, and I remember those first few steps into the frigid, cold waters of entrepreneurship. Uh, I thought I was going to die, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I've learned is, is once you get acclimated and comfortable to being accountable and looking at the, the market forces eyeball to eyeball, it's not nearly as bad as you think it may be. So mm-hmm. many people get froze up on this concept of, oh, what if I fell? Well, Okay, so you make an idiot yeah. of yourself in front of your, your associates and a couple of people call you stupid. And you know what? If you're competent, if you're truly competent, it doesn't really matter because it'll correct itself and you'll show you're competent sooner or later. So just, just sticking mm. with it is, is nine-tenths of the game, in my opinion. And playing the game. Being willing to play the game. Get out there and play. You know, I, I love this. Uh, it was in a gym. I think I was... Um, coaching a junior jazz team or something at the time. There's this, this sign up in the gym. This, it was a quote from Wayne Gretzky, and maybe you've heard it. It says, you will miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. And if you're playing the game, you're going to miss some shots. Sure. Okay, let's get out there. Let's yeah. play it. So zigzag. Let's talk about that for a minute. You had an experience. You shared this with us at the, at the conference a few weeks ago. Uh, on a mountain, mm-hmm. a fairly large mountain, as I recall. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit of the background of, of <clears throat> what zigzag means, what that principle is, and then we'll talk about some of the elements of it. You bet. 
Well, zigzagging is actually how we live our life. We, we oftentimes think we're going directly for our goal. And I ask the question, how did you drive here today? Did you drive directly here? No. No, you did not. If that you <laughs> wouldn't be safe. No, if you had driven directly to, to work or to school, then you would have hit the neighbor's dog. You would have ran a stoplight. You would have ditched your mm-hmm. car into the, uh, into the lake. Uh, you would have most certainly not arrived. The reality is, is, is you came to your destination yeah. indirectly. There is no straight course here. The reality is, is there's no straight course in life. And that really troubled me when that, that epiphany first came to me. Mm. Um, it really troubled me because I'm very goal-oriented. I'm very focused on getting my objective. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the very few people that I know that have gone directly for their goals in life have, have actually ended up failing and oftentimes alienated those around them. Um, this past winter, I took my 14-year-old son skiing, and we inadvertently got off on a black diamond run. And as he looked down the face of the mountain, he said, Dad, I'm going to die. And I commented, no, son, all you have to do is just point to the other side of the point your, uh, your snowboard, in this case, to the other mm-hmm. side of the mountain, and just go down. And then when you get there, stop, and then just flip it around and go back down. And, and sure enough, he got to the bottom of the mountain very successfully by zigzagging. By zigzagging. What would have happened if this uh, 14-year-old son would have says, okay, here I go, I'm going. Straight down. Point that tip straight down. He may have made it. I'd argue he likely wouldn't have made it. Uh, mm-hmm. He likely would have crashed and broke his neck. And yet mm-hmm. we're surprised in business when nine out of ten small businesses fail. I got my MBA. I know what they teach. Uh, Set your, do your business plan. Do your pro forma model. Put your crazy big hairy goal out there and run at it like there's no tomorrow. And the result is it's devastating. Uh, we mm. get four categories of individuals. Number one is, is those I called the talkers. I used to be very critical about the talkers. Those are the people that have had a business idea for 10 years, and they talk, and they talk, and they talk, and they plan, and they talk, and they never do anything. Mm-hmm. Why do they not do anything? Because of group number two. Those are the people that set the goal. They race directly towards it. They get halfway there. They run out of resources, and they die. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Exactly like that, that skier would do, you know, pointing their tips straight down the mountain. The third group is equally as disturbing, and I've fallen into this category several times. That is, is set the big, big crazy, hairy goal, run at it, get there, only to realize that the market has completely moved and your, your goal is no longer there to be had. Mm-hmm. Then there's the rare few that actually do hit the, get, hit the goal and target. And so I think the, the concept of charging directly to our goals is, is insane, as the concept of driving directly to work. It's as insane as hmm. it's as insane as my son pointing his tip straight down the mountain and thinking he's going to succeed. The reality is is nature was built with awkward characteristics. It ebbs mm-hmm. and flows avo- avoiding the big awkward obstacles. I, I think the the story you were actually looking for was my story in the Himalayas when I took my hmm. My family this past year, I, I, uh, the last book I wrote, uh, Bootstrap Business, I built a little test business uh, named Castle Wave and uh, followed all the principles to, to prove it out. And two years, three months, and nine days after uh, creating the business, we, we proved the principle from cradle to grave and sold the company to a little public, uh, publicly uh, traded company. Uh-huh. So I took my family 
for a little sabbatical this last summer uh, into uh, Asia, most specifically into Nepal, into the Himalayas. And was, uh, was very thoughtful as I took my children, my youngest son at the time being seven and, and my, uh, my next son only being 10, uh, into high altitude. Because when you get above about 10,000 feet, your body starts actually breaking down. It develops what's called cerebral edema and pulmonary edema. Yeah, because of the altitude. Because of the altitude, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so as we got above Namshi Bazaars, we're climbing in the Everest region, I took extra care with my little man not to charge directly up the Mount Everest. I mean, think of that. Crazy. What would I do myself, let alone my children, to charge up Mount Everest? Mm-hmm. They would most certainly die, wouldn't they? I mean, is it acceptable to say, oh, one of my children made it this trip, but one of them lived the other four. I mean, we laugh, don't we? So yeah, this in, entire yeah. trip, I'm thinking, what do I do to protect my children? What do I do to make it safe? What do I do to make mm-hmm. sure that they acclimate so we all succeed? And mm-hmm. uh, what I discovered is I was very consciously and cognitively thinking about these business principles of zigzagging, of how applicable it was also to life. The reality mm-hmm. is this. I spent nine days out of ten moving away from our goal. Nine days out of ten, we In were a actually... different direction. Different direction. We weren't hiking anywhere near Everest. It wasn't mm-hmm. until three plus weeks in, uh, after many respites, many stops, eating potatoes with the Sherpas and playing mm-hmm. cards and hiking over the Tingbeche Monastery, uh, taking a day to hang out with a llama, uh, not until three weeks later did we actually have the opportunity with my seven-year-old and my 10-year-old and my, my beautiful family to, mm. to stand high in the Himalayas and look back at the backward face of Noopsi and Lhotse. And mm. even at that point, I didn't take my younger men further. I left them uh, at about 17,000 feet, and then I took my older sons, who were prepared mm-hmm. to acclimate, and we made a push up and were able to have a beautiful view of, of Everest and looking down on base camp and share a special moment. But the point being is, is I did not go directly for my goal. I was wise, right. cautious, deliberate, and actually enjoyed and savored many things beyond just the success of viewing uh, Mount Everest. That was just kind of the punctuation point. The real capsulation of the trip, if you were to talk to my family and children, was all of the bonding and the the tender private moments that went along with experience in addition to that Mm. little kind of capstone. Yeah, all the stuff that happens on the way. All the stuff on the way. And the thing, and here's the the main gem that I get from that, Rich. There's there's this goal, this this beacon in the fog, I think is what you called it. It's, it's what you're ultimately headed for. Yeah. But you're going to find yourself going all kinds of different directions on the way. And that's, that's not just okay, it's essential. Here's, here's the primary reason I now zigzag. I'm a bootstrapper. Just like I was on that mountain in my mm-hmm. business life, I succeed when I zigzag. I succeed mm-hmm. when I follow this prescribed methodology that I've come up with, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment or two. Uh, I succeed dramatically more when I don't go directly for my goal. Now, I still have that big, hairy, crazy goal out there, 
absolutely, I don't relinquish that. That's my beacon in the fog that draws me back, that inspires me, that mm-hmm. encourages me, that motivates me, and leads me forward. And that's always there to give you the direction that's and to remind to you direction. about what it is you're going to in the first place. That's exactly right. But then you get to spend all this time on the way, enjoying it while you do, but taking intentional steps to zigzag your way up that mountain. And succeed along the way more with higher probability. Perfect. We'll be right back. And when you pray, pray for strength to help you carry on. When the troubles come your way. Thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose Radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit the website, drpaul.org, where you will be able to sign up for Empower, a quick, inspiring message that will be sent right to your inbox several times a month. Click on the blog link to share your comments and be part of the discussion. You can also pick up powerful information products and stay in touch with upcoming events, all to assist you in creating and living a life that you love. Share Live On Purpose Radio with someone in your life today. And thanks for listening. I've got a great idea. This is Shay Larson, ideaorbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. When was the last time you visited a museum, a club, or a theme park and had to get your hands stamped? Have you ever looked down at the stamp and had dollar signs pop in your head? That is exactly what happened to Mike Brown, a 22-year-old from Costa Mesa. He launched a company called Handvertising USA, where X truly marks the spot. His company allows corporations to get their logos onto the rubber stamps used by venues and clubs around the world. Clients spend the whole day or at least a few hours at the venue and will look at the stamp right on their own skin many times. They even have to spend 30 seconds looking at it just to wash it off. It is pretty hard for companies these days to get good advertising impressions, let alone get stamped right on their audiences. Handvertising has gone global and Mike Brown discovered his first million dollar idea. The next time you get a stamp on your hand, know that good ideas are just one thought away. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea. Wouldn't you like to know? You probably can't bear it, so I guess I'll have to share it. To be what we are and to become what we are capable of becoming is the only end of life. Robert Louis Stevenson And when you dream, dream big As big as the ocean Okay, Rich, so you've had an opportunity to create a whole bunch of businesses 
And some of them were amazing learning experiences, and some of them succeeded financially. And you've learned stuff from all of those things. Yep. And some didn't. And <laughs> many of them didn't. Some of them were just kind of washes, weren't they? Ugly failures. And, you know, those are the hard ones. The washes are the hard ones because you don't know whether to keep on keeping on or, or you, you cut its throat. Those are the hard ones, well, You quite said frankly. something in the conference about shoot the dogs and milk the cows. That's exactly right. <laughs> you shoot for stars, you milk cows, and you kill dogs. <laughs> there and you go. the difficulty is, is distinguishing between the three. And apologies to all of you dog lovers out there. <laughs> I love dogs, but not those kind of dogs. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the analogy... <laughs> Well, okay, so in this zigzag principle, you talked a little bit first, and in your book, you go over, I think, 10 different zigzags. You yeah. Know, if you picture yourself going up this mountain, and at the top of the mountain is your goal, and you're going to do all these switchbacks and zigzags as you get up there. Yeah. And you illustrate 10 of those, and the first four are firm foundations. That's correct. Uh, you know, and this, is, this has come to me as I've maturated in my career, but you can indeed zigzag. You can follow the concepts of zigzagging in your business and your personal life, but oftentimes it's not as durable. So the businesses mm. I'm attempting to create now are far more durable, and I call that the firm foundation segment of, of the book. That is things mm-hmm. like assessing your resources. What resources do you have at your disposal? Uh, what what mm-hmm. uh, assets do you have? And oftentimes, that's not just money. As a matter of fact, most of the time, it's not. It's intellectual right. capital plus relationship capital always equals financial capital. So assessing what resources you have. The second component of Firm Foundation is, is then setting your crazy, big, hairy goal, something that inspires, something that motivates, something that draws you towards it that is crazy, big, and hard. This is the main reason why you'd even start a business in the first place. This is why you would do it. And this typically isn't financially motivated. My present firm uh, big goal is, is to help educate 1,000 young women in third world countries. That's crazy, big, hairy mm. goal that's way, you know, way out there that draws me t- to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The third component of... Uh, the firm foundation is actually the catalyzing statement. I call it the emotional fuel. Yeah. It's the resources or the words that you wrap around your goal to get others to want to join you in your journey. It's the, it's the emotional fuel that hypercharges people to want to come align with you. And can I comment about this too? Because this goes back to your first step too, which was to assess your resources and you said something about relationship capital. You bet. It's, it's not about having enough money to do this. Very, very seldom is it. How do you do it with $5,000? You know, I mean, that's what I typically start my businesses with, with $5,000. Mm-hmm. The $5,000 is the most meaningless part of the equation. It just as well be $1 or $50,000. Mm-hmm. What matters most is getting smart, intellectual right capital, getting on. smart, yeah, being mm-hmm. intellectual, being competent at something, then plus using that to serve other individuals. So relationships right. is where you actually make your money. If you marry smarts plus relationship, it always in the form of business yields money, financial capital. Most people get that equation it. getting all, get that all backwards. They think if they have money, then the people will come. And that's just not true. Get smart, serve other people, money will follow. Beautiful. And then as you talk about uh, this emotional fuel yeah. piece, somehow you get to get 
passionate enough about your idea that you, you inspire other people and you enroll them into your cause. And you can even get inspired and motivated, but if you don't get the right words, then you've totally missed the boat. The example mm. I like to use is, is John F. Kennedy had the goal to have the top space program in the world. That's not very exciting, mm. is it? But then one mm. day he stood before Congress and he made the statement, we will put a man on the moon and return him to Earth cent- safely before the end of the century. Now, that was a catalyzing statement. That was the emotional fuel that mm-hmm. hypercharged his goal, and everyone joined, rallied, and indeed we were able to accomplish that goal. So mm-hmm. the catalyzing statement is actually the third part of the firm foundation. The fourth is the values, the value mm-hmm. structure and system. And most of the time, this isn't about what you'll do. It's about the people you will not allow into your life. It's the no's that you give that make you successful far more than the yeses that you mm-hmm. give. And to to do that, you have to be very clear about what your values are. What your values are and what your goal is. And what your goal is. You bet. And then it will be clear to see who's not aligned with that. You bet. So you can say no at the right time. Sitting in the room with us here is is my value gatekeeper, uh, Coral Reed. It's pretty tough to get past Coral Reed. She kept someone out today that was very insistent to get to me. And that's a vital role that she plays. She is the value gatekeeper that keeps the distractions and the no's out of my life. She can put that filter in so you that bet. you can stay focused on your, you your big hairy goal. There you go. And your values. So that's the firm foundation yeah. portion. Um, the zigzag portion is really pretty simple. There's, there's three zigs and zags that I've found that work beautifully. It's kind of like a cake. If you put the water mm. in before, the, or maybe it's the flour and sugar before the butter, <laughs> right? Not I don't a, know. You're not a pastry chef, I'm not chef, a baker, <laughs> but what I do know, if you get that well, the order, order messed matters. up, you're in trouble. Exactly. So very simply, how I uh, drive to zigzag zig now is this. Number one, drive to profitability. Do mm-hmm. whatever it takes in the early stages to get your business to profitability, even if it appears as a detour. I often say in the early stages, I'll go dance in the freeway in a tutu if that's what it takes to get to profitability. Now, I won't do it naked because of my value system, but I will dance in a tutu to get to profitability. You see, once I'm operating in the black, it feels so much different and my options are so much greater than when I'm just burning cash, chasing Mm -hmm. towards something that I likely won't ever hit. Especially if it's not your cash. Especially, oh boy, and that's the most painful part is is actually working off someone else's when you're tied down to it. That that can be very brutal. So becoming profitable Profitable. creates some freedom for you so that you can move forward with the next zig. That's exactly right. And you bound it, and if you don't get to that first zig in the allocated time, we'll talk about that in a second, that's Mm -hmm. the guardrails part. Number Mm -hmm. one step, always drive to profitability. Number two zag is always add resources and add processes. So once you've figured out what you've done, you add other people doing the same process, and, you, uh, and then you define really structured processes and conditions mm-hmm. how to, uh, to follow it. The third step is always a scale element. How do I mm. make something happen here so that, so that uh, I'm not having to do everything myself? Uh, the, the, the book, The E-Myth, is a great uh, book that talks about getting out of being a technician, the difficulty it didn't tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. This, is how, this, is, this is indeed mm-hmm. how you do it. Your, your podcast program here is a great example of scale. You're able to conduct an interview and share, share this with thousands of people in a scale right. fashion. 
And I don't have to go out to each of those thousands of people and say, hey, listen to this. That's exactly right. Uh, They can access it while I'm sleeping. That's exactly right. And that is such a joyful part of business when you actually get so that you're making money when you're sleeping or when you're showering or when you're Mm -hmm. brushing your teeth. That's, for me, when the real fun starts in business. Those first two phases, I hate it. It's brutal. I mean, you're talking to an entrepreneur guy here, and it's it's brutally hard, difficult uh, period of time. Well, and I'm looking at my own, my own business, and I think you commented something about how attorneys and doctors and yeah. professionals kind of have a hard time with the scale thing, yeah, because we build our businesses around ourselves. That's right, and uh, replicating that. Kind of tough. Kind of an interesting process. I actually, in uh, Bootstrap Business, wrote a chapter titled, I Never Want to Be a Doctor or a Lawyer. And it isn't because I don't respect and have great love and admiration. Uh, uh, It's just the fact that if a doctor is not snapping on a rubber glove and poking it somewhere tender, Hmm. or uh, an attorney doing it verbally, they're not making money. I like businesses that grow beyond that. And and there's great examples of doctors and lawyers and and professionals actually figuring models out to Mm -hmm. scale but oftentimes they get trapped in that uh, that phase one and they're never able to progress to their big, crazy, right. hairy goal. So I, I think that's actually another powerful thing of the zigzag principle mm-hmm. is it helps unjam you and realize you by actually diverting, I can get around this big boulder, this big obstacle that's keeping me from filling my real soul purpose long term. Mm-hmm. Keeping that in mind all the time, but realizing you have to take a little detour yeah. every so often. You bet. And uh, that'll actually help you to get there. And giving yourself permission to take that detour. So those are very practical zigs and zags that you're talking about. You bet. You mentioned guardrails. This I've, I've driven on mountain roads before. <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't want to go crashing off of no. a 100,000-foot cliff. Well, just like my son skiing, I mean, picture how ugly it would have been if he would have kept skiing into the trees. He probably would have broke his neck there also. So uh, in the process, you do have to put guardrails. Many people say, what does a guardrail look like? Well, my guardrails look like I will give myself three months to do this endeavor. I will not spend more than X amount of dollars doing it. I won't contact more than these five people to get the concept initially founded. I'll allocate only 65% of my resource to this endeavor. So it's Mm. putting firm boundaries And then saying, hey, once I hit that, having my out-of-bounds network pull me back and say, hey, you're out of bounds. Mm -hmm. That's what Coral's here for. One of my purposes. (laughs) One of your team team members. Well, this is great because I I, I think this takes some of the fear out of it, too, because if you fear that you're going to go in and lose everything... Why on earth would you take that kind of a risk? That's exactly right. And you couple that with the abyss. The reason so many people, when you say zigzagging, that sounds indirect. That doesn't sound very much like I'm going to get to my goal. And the Mm -hmm. fear is, is is rather than ever get back Mm -hmm. directionally sound, you end up way off in the weeds out in Niverville and you've wasted your entire life. Mm -hmm. Those guardrails protect you both time monetary wise resource wise and mental wise that hey mm-hmm. for three months poo, i'll do very miserable things and let's see what happens we went through a season of it here proving the book out i i'm big into not just talking about it but proving it so we created another company and lived the zigzag principle the company's name is frog hair and we went through three months of torture misery in my estimation 
but willing to do it, knowing that it was just a season and we'd mm-hmm. shift behavior and move and progress. And indeed, we're now into our ninth, tenth month and life is very happy and good, but we allowed ourselves permission to be miserable for the first three months hitting that profitable, uh, that profitable zigger zag. Mm-hmm. But it was far better than sitting back and just thinking and talking about it and even far better than that is, is r- running directly at something and then dying along the path. Psychologically, this creates some new possibilities too. Because if you've got guardrails in, then you're willing to commit. You're willing to actually do what's required during that time. Those three months are going to be much more productive than if you didn't have some end point in mind. And I structure everything on three-month increments. For three months, Hmm. you can do about anything. You know, for three months, you can mm-hmm. really get after it in a very meaningful kind of way, particularly if you have a, a, another uh, a term mm-hmm. here is mm-hmm. a, a Pavel salivating dog, a big chunk of meat out there. Mm-hmm. So I always, in the three-month increment, put a big, big, hairy, crazy reward. Our office just got iPads last month. You don't think they weren't motivated to chase those <laughs> iPads? <laughs> just like a dog <laughs> panting after that meat, you know? Exactly. And so we knowingly and consciously will provide these big, crazy rewards to motivate us to get to these uh, the these zigs and zags, hidden treasures. Yeah. Well, um, I think we've put together some of these concepts in a nice way. You, you've started, and maybe we get to finish with, be careful about what you're willing to risk. Yeah. Can you address that for just a minute? Yeah, I, I think so many people think that the ultimate is, is entrepreneurship <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, that winning and having a great financial gain is the end game. And indeed, it's really good, but don't risk what you're not willing to lose. Uh, I'm a firm believer that the most important things are not to drive a, a BMW or fly in a Learjet or have millions of dollars. The most important things are uh, uh, friends, trust relationships, and those critical uh, uh your health is another one, but to have and maintain those is the the real wins in life. It's the lifestyle. It's the reason that we were put here. And don't risk uh, your most important relationships to get to get to success. So some things you just can't replace. Some things you should never want to replace. Your health, your trusting relationships, your family. Those those have got to take precedence over everything. There's some people that I say, please don't do entrepreneurship right now. Don't start your own business. It will put that key relationship in jeopardy, and, and that's okay. And it doesn't mean they can't get to that at some point, because this might be a zig. Absolutely. And I, I think giving yourself permission to be okay where you're at, and then figure mm-hmm. a way to wiggle out of it, that is the, the, the most natural way to get to your end goal. That's really what zigzagging is all about. Well, Rich, I want to make sure that people have a way to get in touch with you. Probably the best way is through your website. Uh, that's, that's correct. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. If you Facebook uh, uh, Rich Christensen or, or uh, Twitter uh, Rich Christensen, but uh, the best way is the website, which is uh, zigzagprinciple.com. And that's, okay, so zigzagprinciple.com, and that's Rich Christensen. I think I called you Christiansen. Or yeah, it's spelled Christiansen. It's spelled that yeah, it, Well, there it, you go. That'll help people remember. <laughs> there you go. C-H-R-A-S-T-I-A-N-S-E-N. That's correct. Rich Christensen. And uh, the zig, not the, 
It's zigzagprinciple.com. That's correct. And the book is coming out a little later in It's coming out in October, and, and would uh, make Perfect. one special invitation to everyone. If you, uh, we're having what's called a zigzagging moms, zigzagging teens, zigzagging kids uh, event as our launch party, where anyone that pre-orders oh. five books, I'm going to uh, uh, allow them to come to this uh, really high-end event where we're going to all kick it off and teach the zigzag principle, but then we're going to allow my zigzagging stay-at-home moms that are applying this principle, my zigzagging teenagers, which have a crazy successful business, and kids' team teach the principles, engage in activities, and have a blowout day. That's going to be the 16th and 17th of October. Perfect. And that's on the website. That will be on the website. Okay, folks, zigzagprinciple.com. Thank you, Rich Christensen. Thank you so much for having me. Everybody go out there and live on purpose.